A disciple is not above the teacher, nor a slave above the master. It is enough for the disciple to be like the teacher and the slave like the master. In the name of God the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. I'm just delighted to be starting the probably last leg of my vocation, 10 years from retirement, uh, with you here at St. James Cathedral. And it's an extra treat to be doing that on your patronal festival, even though it's a little warmer than we might like. St. James is one of the great saints of the church. Humble beginnings, began as a fisherman. I have more than one fisherman in my family, being a good Nova Scotian boy. And yet one of the first to see something in Jesus that was worth trading everything else he knew for. He traded in his career to follow this man. He handed over his relationships to have a relationship with this man. He left everything he knew and everything in which he was secure because he saw a deeper security in following this man. I wonder as St. James, who was not only one of the first people to follow Jesus, I wonder if as also the first of the apostles, that is the 12 of Jesus's closest followers, those sent into the world to represent Christ to the world, I wonder if he remembered those words of Jesus, which were so beautifully read for us tonight as he faced his martyrdom, the first to die by the sword I can't imagine that's a comfortable way to go, at the hands of Rome. Jesus said, see, I am sending you out like sheep into the midst of wolves. So be wise as serpents and innocent as doves. Beware of them, for they will hand you over to councils and flog you in their synagogues and you will be dragged before governors and kings because of me as a testimony to them and the Gentiles. Those words of our Lord echoed sadly and loudly very early on in the ministry of St. James. And so we remember him today as an example of faithful following of Christ no matter what that might bring for your life, even if that means not only leaving your nets and your family, but your very life, because you know that this man can also offer you something greater than that. There is a trend in the church, if you ever stay home on a Sunday and don't come to church, which God forbid you never do, of course, and you watch some of the televangelists that are available on television, there's a trend now known as the prosperity gospel. 
a trend which goes back to a very old way of thinking about how God works in the lives of people. And let me boil it down very simply for you. Just think of the book of Job. Just think of the, some, some of the things that were said in tonight's passage. The gist is this. If something in your life is going wrong, then that's your fault. And something is amiss in your life with you and God. And you need to fix that. And if everything is going well in your life, then things must be just tickety-boo between you and the Creator. That's a bit of a facetious description of it, but not far from the truth. But it's not the truth at all. A disciple is not above the teacher nor a slave above the master. It is enough for the disciple to be like the teacher and the slave like the master. Well, our master is Jesus Christ. And I see nothing in his life that looks anything like the prosperity gospel. He is ridiculed. He is spied upon and spit upon. He is betrayed for a handful of cash. He is flogged publicly and stripped. And finally, he is executed like a common criminal. So according to the ways of the prosperity gospel, Jesus must not be in a good relationship with God. Well, we know that's not true, don't we? We know that Jesus is God in the flesh, that Jesus has come into our midst in order to show us who God is and in order to show us who we are as children of God and what the purpose of our, li uh, the purpose of our lives are as God's people. And so if that is the way that our master walked, and that is the way that the great saints of the church, like James, walked. If those were the cards, as they say, that were dealt to them in life, then what makes us think that will, it will be any different for us? Now, I know that sounds a bit like bad news, but I don't think it is, because I know that each and any, every one of you has experienced disappointment in your life. And each and every one of you has experienced loss in your life. And each and every one of you has messed up. And that you have several skeletons, no doubt, like I do, tucked neatly at the back of a closet, wedged in the dark, hoping that light will never find them. The good news for us is that God does not judge us according to those things. That God does not base his love for us on what we do or on what we don't do and what we have done and what we will do. That God loves us 
simply because we are his children and that God will always love us because we are his children. So let go of any guilt and offer it to the foot of the cross. Let go of any pain and lay that as well at the foot of the cross. As followers of Jesus go, St. James was actually quite a failure. Earlier on this morning, we read one of the moments in James's life where after being taught by Jesus for three years about what Jesus's ministry is, James really messes up and asks if he can have one of the seats of honor in the kingdom of God. And Jesus has to remind him and his brother called the sons of thunder because they were hotheads and all the others you still don't understand. If you want to be the greatest of all, you must be the least of all. If you want to gain your life, you must hand over your life, meaning your pride and your ambitions and your desire for glory and power over others. And you must do this. You must live as a child of God, a child who implicitly and fully and unconditionally trusts in the love and goodness of the Father. You see, that is the basis of the life of faith. Not subscribing to a certain list of beliefs, but having faith in who God is and what God is doing and what God will do. And when you feel badly about yourself, and when you wonder how God feels about you, Remember that God loves you, and take refuge in these words from our lesson tonight. So do not be afraid. You are more of more value than many sparrows, and even the hairs of your head are all counted by the God who loves you and saves you and is calling you into being, into new life, into resurrection.